I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, joined today by my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. How are you, sir? Hello th- oh, well, hello there. I'm good. Thank you. Very good. And Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Doing all right. I, I kind of miss the days of our podcast, Beyond the Turkey Leg, but I'm getting over it. <laughs> So here's the deal. I uh, really appreciated that you all held up my slack from last week. And I loved the turkey leg talk. It was so much of the last episode was turkey leg oriented. And I really think that you have a side project there. You and Lou Hare can start talking all things turkey leg. You can maybe go around and be a turkey leg reviewer. You can go to different like Renaissance festivals. You can oh, go I to love Disney a Renaissance. Parks. Oh, Yes, I love all these ideas. I'm so there for it, but no chicken oh legs. Gosh. That's where I draw the line. Let's what? see. Like, oh, like I don't. I, I'm trying to think of a name off the top of my head, and I can't come up with anything. But I'm sure beyond the turkey leg, duh, there it is. So okay. I mean, I'm just trying to come up with something a little bit more original there, Brett. But that's okay. We should. Oh, oh, oh I got one. It would be called oh. Gab and Gobble. There how, we go. How good is that? Oh, nobody yeah. steal that, please. Let me at least give me a chance to get that on a now. podcast okay. first. Okay, gosh. Oh. And Lou Hare, you're starting it up. But we're continuing our summer of trip reports, and I'm really excited about talking today uh, with Maureen. And Maureen is not only a listener, but she's a friend, uh, and she's going to really provide us with some great information about her recent trip and some memories. Do you want to introduce her, Brett? Why, it'd be my pleasure. Oh my gosh, we're speaking to a friend and a fan, which is a hard balance, you know? I'm like, <laughs> okay. Well, I've known Maureen Carr Stevens for quite some time. Um, I, I mean, just a little behind the podcast. We were both at the University of Illinois at the Cranert Center. That's where we met. And we were both fans of Disney. After the U of I, we kept in touch, but we hadn't seen each other for years. And then in the fall of 2015, Maureen called to see if I wanted to meet up with her and her friend Marilyn at Walt Disney World, you know, a little after New Year's Day. Well, what an opportunity, number one. And number two, I had already committed to a Disneyland vacation in November of 2015. So I'm like going right around the corner. So I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can swing that. Let's see. Um, Can I? Yes, I can. So, you know, so we met up at Walt Disney World. Well, actually, we met up at the airport, you know. So we had one of those like, you know, lifetime moments. You know, you're at the airport. I'm at the airport. We're going to Disney World sort of thing. And we promised that we were going to skip. Well, I don't. we did do some skipping at the airport. But then anyway, we were really mainly saving it for um the Magic Kingdom. We'll talk about that. But anyway, so we met up there. We've gone one other time. But another thing that Maureen, that I'm very, very, very thankful for is that when I go to D23 Expo, now early morning, I've been on the floor and all that sort of stuff, doing the overnight you know, at, the, at the convention center. And when it's really, really early morning, in Anaheim, it's kind of a normal time to call my friends in in New York. So I call Maureen and we do, and she does Brett sitting is what I call it. And so, you know, it's a way to pass the time until the activity starts. So I thank her for that, for, for our Disney friendship and for so many other things. So it's my pleasure to introduce you, Maureen, to my friends, Vanessa, 
and Craig, and to our audience. Welcome to Beyond the Mouse. Well, thank you so much. And um, it is really one of my great joys that that Brett is such a dear friend in my life. And um, Brett is one of the major reasons that I was able to become a cast member at Walt Disney World, um, which I had the pleasure of doing for a couple of years. And we overlapped there. And so we yes. actually had wonderful Disney adventures while we were both mm-hmm. cast members yes. as well. Yes. So, so Pleasure Island Saturday nights followed by Perkins breakfast. So Absolutely. It was with all our Lots favorite syrups. With all our favorite syrups. You know how you like to mix and match your syrups. Do you get that reference here beyond? Yes. You know, big business friends. Yes. Okay. Well, so here we are. And thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And now we get to dive into your most recent trip. And I'm really excited to talk to you about your most recent trip. Can you tell us uh, a bit about your family that was traveling with you and sort of uh, how you get prepared and get ready to go on your trip and and how you uh, spend your time while you're at Disney? If we're going to go kind of place by place, and we'll ask you a bunch of different questions, but I guess we'll just start with who came along with you on this trip. I have a husband named Kevin who has actually never been to Disney World before. And you still um, married him. And exactly. I know. That says a lot about who he is. Yes. He's a um, Disneyland person. Too, <laughs> yes. He, he has that going for you. And, you know, there was chemistry and all that. I'll, I'll not get into all that. All, okay. all that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he grew up in Las Vegas. And so he went to Disneyland constantly um, when he was young and, um, he he had this concept that somehow Disneyland and Disney World were so similar that it wasn't a big deal for him to not go to Disney World. More about this later, but small spoiler, um, he's changed his mind. <laughs> Just say that. We also went with our two kids. Um, I have a 17-year-old son, soon to be 18, who just graduated from high school. And I have a 15-year-old daughter who just finished her freshman year in high school. So uh, I've been a Disney fan, as we established, for quite some time. So my husband gave me the great joy when our kids were little of taking them each on their own Disney World trip solo um, when they were little. So um, my son had gone shortly before he was five and my daughter went, went when she was seven. And those were the only two times that my kids had been to Disney World previously. So this was a big adventure because it was our family of four. Now, this trip was actually planned for last summer. And uh, as so many people have had, I know, Craig, you mentioned that you had a trip that was canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, That happened to us. And uh, so as luck would have it, I I have planned many Disney trips. And I love to plan Disney trips. Brett knows this to be true. Um, But last year when we decided we were going to go initially, I decided that because of how busy I was at my work with the timing and things that I was going to work with a travel agent. I have never been more glad in my life that I decided to work with a travel agent than I was last year. 
because she was the wonderful person who sat on the phone and made all the changes and did all the cancellations and rolled everything over. And she was just, she's just been a gem. So I, I'm a big fan at this point of travel agents. So I highly recommend that, but I am a super planner. Um, I absolutely admit that. For for Brett to say that I'm I'm a super winner, I think she probably... she puts me to shame. I'm like going, you know, she's the kind of person that when you're in the parks, you know, you'll kind of say so. Oh, did you know such such and such and such? And go, yeah, I know. And da 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 da. And then she tops you, and I'm like, like, I love these people. So it's so good. So yeah, yep. She is a planner, uh, and so, it's fun. Yeah, I absolutely love to plan. It it is um it is my escape is learning things about Disney and, and planning and, and things like that. So even when we don't have a trip, I am always listening to podcasts such as Beyond the Mouse, um, among others. And um, I love to read things online, you know, and follow things and keep up with things. So um, I definitely find that to be super helpful. Before we left on this trip, I talked to Brett. And he was asking me a few things and I said, you know, I'm, I'm really at the point where I'm kind of just going to let it go because I knew that this was going to be a really different trip. This trip was not about me at all. This trip was about my kids and about my husband going for the first time and about us being a family, especially because my son is going to college uh, in the fall. And as we all know, once you graduate high school, life changes. And as a parent, (laughs) I'm experiencing for the first time this change from the other side. So we wanted to make sure that we got to kind of mark that we all survived this past, you know, year and a half and this very big milestone in our son's lives and um, just enjoy this time as a family. So really different. So uh, one of the things I said to Brett was, Okay, so, you know, I've, I've done all my research. I, you know, I feel like I'm at the point where I've done enough research that I can go in and wing it at this point, which is pretty much exactly what we ended up doing. That's, that's really great. great. So it, it, that's a different type of mindset that you have coming into it because, uh, well, I guess, first of all, I should say, did you enjoy the trip doing it this way with kind of out that, Potential stress, although like you were saying, I completely agree with you that planning for me is so much fun that I don't see it as stressful to plan things out, but I know that others do. They always argue that, you know, Disney takes too much planning. I completely disagree with that, but this is a different way. So did you have fun doing it that way? Did it seem easier with, you know, we've talked to now um, Morgan who had young children, and then we had uh, sort of a middle schooler in Lou and Donna's daughter. And then now you're kind of going with uh, older teens. So did you find it to be really accommodating for that to, to have little planning? Well, let's put it this way. The way that I look at it is I had the information so that that way when, you know, somebody wanted to do something or, or we were considering something, you know, I, I felt like I had the plans. And of course, you have to have the plans of park reservations. You know, it was all brand new with the reservations for the parks last year when our trip got moved. And 
great advice that she gave me was make the park reservations immediately. And I did. And I have to admit, I was so happy because the time that we went, I could never have changed those park reservations to get what we wanted because I ended up having three days for Hollywood Studios because something I should absolutely mention is that one of the key reasons my husband wanted to go is because he's a massive Star Wars fan. And All right. So, Those are points back now. That's good. <laughs> so Star Wars land won my husband over. And it was funny because Brett and I went to uh, Disney World together in December of 19. And um, we saw Star Wars land together for the first time. And I was a little hesitant to send pictures to my family because I was like, oh, am I like rubbing their noses in it that I'm here and they're not? But I sent a couple of pictures and um, one of them was of the Millennium Falcon at night. And my husband went up like a Christmas tree when he saw that and um, was like, oh, okay, <laughs> have to go. And I have to say it was, it was less than a month. It was probably like two, three weeks that my husband said, you know what, let's go. Um, <laughs> Yay, it worked, know, it so, worked. Which it was worked. kind of funny. And his thing, his deal breaker was I get to build a lightsaber. And I was like, done. <laughs> no problem <laughs> so cool but Maureen this was also kind of a luxury trip for you right because you got to stay I think at the new Grandestino Towers and the Yacht Club so can you tell us about those stayed at those two places and, and you know what the pools were like too yeah absolutely so I have a long history of staying in value resorts mm-hmm. <laughs> so really different for me. And so when we were initially planning, when my husband said, okay, we're going to go, we're going to do this as a family. I was actually looking at Port Orleans, uh, Riverside, because with the ages of my kids, and especially I have a son and a daughter, and um, we really need, you know, like a space for my husband and I to sleep. And then each of my kids really needs their own bed because otherwise nobody sleeps. (laughs) And it's not good. So I was looking at Port Orleans Riverside because it sleeps five. And I remember coming back to my husband and saying, okay, this is what it looks like. This is what it costs going through it. And he looked at me and he said, so if you got to pick anywhere that you were going to stay, where would it be? Is this where it would be? And I was like, well, if I just wanted to stay here, I, I love this resort. You know, I always loved it when I was a cast member. And he said, no, really, where would you stay? And I said, well, given that you really want to spend so much time at Hollywood Studios, and that's what you really love, I said, I'd probably pick one of the Epcot area resorts. But I said, those are the deluxe. And, you know, it's going to be a lot more money. And he kind of looked at things and he said, you know, he came back to me and said, you know what? Do it. This is our this is our chance. This is our probably the one time that we're going to go with the kids, all four of us. You know, life's going to change. And I, I remember having a moment of stunned silence and being like, "Wait a minute, really? What?" <laughs> yeah. And um, 
immediately got on the phone with the travel agent, like texted her and was like, okay, can we look at one of the Epcot area resorts? And so we were initially booked at the beach club. And then with all the changes, we ended up at the yacht club. And it was, it, it was really cool to get to stay there. You mentioned the pool. The pool is divine. My kids just loved the pools. Uh, Stormlong Bay just can't be beat. It, it really, it's well-deserved reputation that it is the best pool on property. I think it really is. Especially with teenagers, it was really awesome because boy, they've got every age covered. They had a spot for toddlers. They had a lazy river. They had a water slide that is quite large. And they have a space where you can play volleyball, water volleyball. And then they have sand volleyball and all kinds of stuff. So I mean, boy, they've got everything covered. Really amazing. Now, I don't know if you want me to talk about like the things we liked and the things we maybe like let's as far as the resort is concerned or yeah so well what i'll I'll say i am kind of interested in that because i uh have already and this is i've told these guys but we did go ahead and book a trip for 2022 and it is uh further out because of the school year and stuff like that but we are uh, kind of upping our vacation game because of us having canceled the trip in 2020 so we currently are slated to stay at the polynesian uh, mm-hmm. which will be our first deluxe but i'm wondering if you felt like you really did get the added value because i do love port orleans riverside which is kind of our home moderate we stayed at art of animation uh last time we took our little kiddo and honestly that is technically a value resort but really in no way is it a value resort right it's so really nice you feel like you, you give me some of those pros cons uh what your thoughts were on the resort overall and if it was worth that money so the location was amazing i mean it was so incredible to be able to just walk to epcot anytime you wanted you know we were there over fourth of july and Fourth of July, and also the other big thing was they had just restarted fireworks. So we were there the first day of fireworks um, in Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And it is notorious that you cannot get transportation, you know, after the fireworks on some of these holidays. So I will admit one of the reasons that we stayed there was because we could just walk home from the fireworks mm-hmm. on on Fourth of July. So location divine the the pools phenomenal being able to take the boat to hollywood studios or walk to hollywood studios being able to get even to things like the swan and dolphin and different things boardwalk amazing amazing i have to admit though the the rooms were not as as much of a a Disney feeling as I maybe hoped that they would be. They were, they were nice. Don't get me wrong. They were nice rooms, but they, they were not as comfortable as I kind of expected. They also were not as roomy as I kind of expected. It did have the fifth sleeper. That was great. Very helpful, but at least uh, you have to ask for a certain category of room to get the fifth sleeper. So we had to get a uh, a standard garden view in order mm-hmm. to ensure that we were going to get that fifth sleeper. And I highly recommend that, especially with teenagers. Um, all people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very you tall you people. Me, but, <laughs> I'm actually 6'3". Oh. And um, 
my kids are six foot and five nine. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we're a lengthy bunch. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, room, room is helpful for us. I thought the storage was pretty good for the most part, although there was, if you're a person who likes to unpack, there was like no dresser space whatsoever, which I thought was really weird. I also, I guess because I'm so used to the value resorts and the moderates, I missed the food court option. Oh, like a right. lot. But what's interesting is that we stayed our first night in the Grandestino Tower at Coronado Springs. And I did that because my kids are not the greatest. They don't love flying. And so I wanted to make sure that I got my family on nonstop flights. So in order to do that, I added a day at the beginning and a day at the end. And we couldn't book the yacht club. It was fully booked and couldn't even get anywhere closer to yacht clubs. So uh, Grand Casino Tower was sort of our best option. Wow, that hotel is gorgeous, gorgeous. And, and I can tell you there's a big price comparison there because I know what I paid for the day at Grand Destino, what we paid for the, <laughs> for each night at Yacht Club. And there's some serious space in between those. The pool at Grand Destino was at Coronado in general was gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. My kids loved that one as well. And the rooms, holy moly, gorgeous, gorgeous. But of course, they're brand new. And it's sort of funny, my husband is a software um, engineer. And so <laughs> he was very impressed because the uh, the television and the audio setup at Grand Destino was top notch. And at Yakla, it was not. <laughs> and he, he was not a happy camper with that. He was like, I would have brought whole different stuff if I'd known what to do with that. <laughs> Hence the need for storage, you know, <laughs> like, like, yes, you've packed for everything. That's a good thing though. I do that too. So, you know, I'll be so that, that made me laugh because, and it's not even like you're in the room watching TV all that much. Although I will say my husband is a massive soccer fan and it was the world cup. And so he was watching. <laughs> so he was, he was not a happy camper with the, uh, the yacht club television set up (laughs) well but well okay yeah so there you have a room there were some things that you liked and some things that you weren't as fond of and you love the pool now are there parks at walt disney world did you go to some parks (laughs) maybe a couple (laughs) well let's see well why don't we start off in the in the magic kingdom and like with parks i'll just introduce this part we'll kind of go through some highlights and some you know because i like to keep things positive less than highlights it's just how i word things and then food that you really enjoyed and then tips but we get to start with the magic kingdom which we've had so much fun i mentioned skipping so did you get to skip you know we took pictures you know we had pictures taken by the photo pass people of our you know epic skip down main street you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> somewhat <laughs> self-consciously but the pictures are great you know so. <laughs> we have the pictures so, to prove it yes tell us about your magic kingdom experience and all of those things if you could please so it, you know i think it's it's always amazing to be back in magic kingdom that is the place that always just it, it brings me home as as disney fans say 
you know, my husband was laughing at me because we, we came in and as soon as you get to that point on Main Street where you can see the castle, he turned and looked at me and he was like, he says to our kids, look at your mother's face. (laughs) 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 Because it's just joy, you know, to see that castle when you've been away from it. So Magic Kingdom will always have my heart, you know, in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of good about about Magic Kingdom. I thought that, um, you know, it was lovely to be there. It is the place that we actually did the most in terms of uh, attractions. And my husband is a massive um, Space Mountain fan from his days at um, Disneyland. So he took off and, and, you know, got in line for that with, with our son. Our, our daughter was not as nuts about that idea. So she and I actually went on Carousel Progress. Aww. And um, so that was our first uh, attraction together. It happened to be July 1st, which is the day that was the first fireworks day. And so um, being the planner that I am, I was all packed. You know, I had I had everybody's ponchos. I had all the things because we were there in very rainy weather. Of course, I think the day that the day after we got there was when we found out that hurricane and then, you know, she became tropical storm Elsa was headed our direction. Oh boy. Um, which always spices things up a little. <laughs> yeah, um, that. But I was all set to go see the first night of fireworks and we had talked about it. And so our plan was to just stay in the parks. But the weather did not quite cooperate the way that I might have liked it to. So I had all the ponchos and things. And, you know, with having teenagers, one of the things that we talked about with our kids was hey, you you know, you're over 14. As far as Disney is concerned, once you're over 14, you can be in the parks, you know, without your parents. And so we said, buddy system, you can go off and do things on your own. So our kids were overjoyed about this. So they, so they had, you know, the app and everything, and they were all set. We said goodbye to them. My husband and I went and got on Pirates of the Caribbean. When we got off Pirates of the Caribbean, it was a deluge, my kids had taken off without their ponchos. Uh oh. So my kids got drowned um, oh. within minutes. And so we're texting them and we're like, where are you? And my husband texts and says, do you want mom to bring the ponchos? And they were like, yes. And um, <laughs> so they had taken shelter over near Main Street at the Crystal Palace on the porch. And so we got over there and I'm like digging out the ponchos and, you know, ready to hand them off to them. And I took one look at the two of them and I was like, these are not happy children. (laughs) So they were both like, mom, we know you want to stay for the fireworks. Can we just go back to the room? (laughs) And I was like, sure, sure, of course. And they were both like, maybe we can come back, mom. And, but this was like six o'clock and I was thinking, well, maybe we'll see because fireworks were at 9.15. So I will tell you, it didn't quite work out for us to see fireworks on the first night, but that's okay because we were at Disney World. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all was fine with the world, but Magic Kingdom was Magic Kingdom. Oh, that's good. Yeah. My one, so my one less than wonderful Yes, uh-huh. kingdom is that the people mover 
is my favorite attraction. Mm-hmm. The People Mover has recently been rehabbed. I'm used to the days of, you know, basically like walking on the People Mover. And, you know, I can even handle like 10, 20 minutes. The line never went below 45 minutes. What? When wow. We were, it was yeah. like, there were times it was 60 minutes or over. Whoa. For the People Mover. And my kids were like, mom, do you want to, do you want to stay? Do you want to get in line for the people mover? And I was like, I didn't, I admit that I didn't want to, you know, get in the way of other people doing other things. So I said, you know what? Not a big deal. You know, there will, there will be another time on the people mover and it's all good. So Mm. that was my one thing that I was like, I didn't get on. Rats. Oh, (laughs) that pop. Well, the popularity endures. So, you know, uh, I mean, it's a classic. People love the people mover. Mm-hmm. They do because they get to move and you get a preview of, and it's just such a relaxing time. Yeah. Well, well, and I so, think a lot of people too are using it because it's a way to see how Tron's coming along. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. But what yeah. about the food? Take us out of the rain, take us out of the, the ride long lines, Get us some so, food now. So Magic Kingdom food. Let me let me get to Magic Kingdom food. Yes, I do have notes. So in my family, meaning my parents, I w- am one of the lucky kids who got to go to Disney World when I was a kid. So in so when Disney World was moderately new, my parents took us on a road trip. Never told us where we were going, and of course, we were these trusting kids and. We ended up at Disney World the one day. I was like blown away. But Liberty Tree Tavern is a place that has always been very near and dear to my family's heart. It was my father's absolute favorite restaurant. And so my family, we we started the tradition by accident because it was the first place that my parents found to have dinner the first time that we went. And then it became the tradition that that was always the first place we ate in Magic Kingdom. And so, and Brett actually helped me continue that tradition. Yes, it was great. And it was really good. And that the, the toffee cake thing, it's all good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very glad that your tradition continued. It's only fair. So So, yes, Mm -hmm. our tradition continued. Now it is, they are only doing the, the family style service. And what's interesting is they're doing the restaurants, are still respecting social distancing. So the tables are super far apart. So they are using overflow seating in the Diamond Horseshoe. So we were actually seated in the Diamond Horseshoe, which was a little bit cool. So that was the first place that we we loved that. That Honestly, I don't think that ever disappoints. And then uh, one of our other places that we ate that I was really happy about was we ate at Tomorrowland Terrace which is right now serving Columbia Harbor House's menu. And yes, (laughs) Brett knows a massive fan of Columbia Harbor House. Yes, Um, we've we've eaten there, yes. Uh Many many times. So I was overjoyed to be able to get that menu. My son in particular is a, a seafood fan. And so he was, he was so happy that it was funny. We ended up another day back in magic kingdom and he was like can we go back and get the lobster roll again mom <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah 
That was, that <laughs> so was good. That was great. Then I'm trying to think. The other place that we ate in Magic Kingdom was Cosmic Rays. And I will admit, Cosmic Rays is not earth shattering, but um, it's reliable. And especially with my daughter, there are times when I just need reliable. <laughs> it's funny. Um, in my notes, I, I wrote, in some ways, taking teenagers is not that different from taking little kids. they're fed and that that, you know they're getting their sleep and and all that kind of stuff and that you're not totally screwing up their schedule it's it's not that wildly different (laughs) (laughs) so funny you know and i i kind of want to move us to our next park um and that might be the park that people will say maybe when they're starting to get into their teen years, they start to appreciate Epcot more because I know that we've discussed on the show and we talked with Morgan as well, that little or kiddos Epcot can be daunting. It's a, it's a long walk across that lagoon and you are also um, there's not a ton of attractions back there. It is more of that edutainment kind of park. Uh, but it's also something where like, I think if you can appreciate the cultures coming together, you will enjoy it so much more. But what about Epcot? What was your, I know you wanted to stay at a resort near that park uh, and uh, just give us your thoughts on Epcot in general. So I love Epcot and um, you know, from having been a cast member and living in, in Florida, Epcot is one of those places that you go and visit and you go have dinner or snacks or whatever. And um, what's sort of funny is that my, um, my son in particular and my husband as well are, are, I would say foodies. And so (laughs) this is probably not how other people with teenagers might do Epcot, but we used Epcot as a big restaurant in many ways. (laughs) Um, We honest to God ended up not doing a single attraction in Epcot, the way that it worked out. (laughs) Yep. Hello. (laughs) Been there, did that. But, you know, with the way the timing was with them opening at 11 and, and things like that, for the most part, we were in, you know, we were trying to get into another park, even though in some ways with teenagers again, you know, I was not super successful getting in super early, but my kids, my kids and my husband loved the food to the point where my son, the one day was just went in on his own and got sushi and, you know, different things. I mean, if you asked my, if my son was here with me right now, he'd tell you all the places he ate. (laughs) And how wonderful the food was. Can you talk about maybe some of the areas that you were able to have and, and the food that you were able to have in that park? Sure. So my daughter fell in love with the crepes booth in, oh, um, nice. in France. I, I want to say she may have had five or six crepes while we were there. Oh, wow. wow. Um, that is a fan. Yeah. My wife and I like to call yeah. them creepies. And, and this is so. so, this is one of the wild <laughs> things about being so close is that the one night, you know, because once you go into your first park by two o'clock, you can go into any park because we had park hoppers. So the one night she was like, mom, I really, really want a crepe. I literally like jetted over to Epcot, ran in, went to the crepe booth, was the last person in line and got her a crepe and took it back. To <laughs> oh, oh, wow. wow. Good mom. She, gosh, she gets points for that. Yeah. <laughs> but we also ate at Yorkshire County Fish Shop. Uh, my son fell in love with the fish and chips. Mm-hmm. And I had never had it before. It was fab. 
my son and my husband love Katsura Grill. I have always been a fan of the patisserie in France. I love that place. Brett and I have been there many times together. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> you did eat around that park. That's great. So one night, I actually, uh, it was our last night in the hotel at Yakub. I actually went and got like a buffet of desserts like croissants and things like that. And I have to highly recommend the raspberry and key lime macaron. Oh, off the chain. But I, I got a box of these desserts and we have a tradition in my family of for certain things, we'll do like a cake buffet or a dessert buffet. And I did that with the kids um, and my husband and my, that really meant a lot to my kids, Aww, um, see, which was gosh. very cool. We ate it via Napoli, which I had never eaten at before. Oh boy, do I recommend that. The pizza. Did you get the ginormous pizza or did you get Oh my God, the pizza was phenomenal. And I have had the great pleasure of getting to spend a little bit of time in Italy. And that is Italian pizza. It's wow. Really, really good. I want to ask you an impossible question for (laughs) People ask me this all the time, uh, but you seem to really enjoy Epcot. So what's your favorite pavilion? Is it France because of the food or uh, I could probably give 12 different answers, right? To what this is, but what's your favorite pavilion in Epcot? Oh God, that's a toughie. Cause you know, I, I have a different answer for food than I do for, you know, things to do. I have to say America, the attraction in America always gets me. I, love that a lot I I was I was a little sad I didn't get to do that so I would say that for the attraction and then for the food it it's it's France France is is the one that I'm I'm always gonna pick perfect definitely so you had a lot of food highlights did before we move on to Hollywood Studios real quick was there anything that didn't work for you in Epcot so something that um, we found across the board in all of the parks was that there just were not the same number of PhotoPass photographers mm. that okay. um, there normally are. I mean, we've all done the thing where you you walk down, you walk into Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom, or something, and you're like dodging, you know, the the PhotoPass photographers. Not this time. Hmm. Um, there were very few. And so we actually got to the point where on our second last night, we were like, we don't have a good picture of the four of us in front of an iconic thing. And so we were actually going to try and jet back to Magic Kingdom. But but then I finally said, you know, Spaceship Earth, why don't we do Spaceship Earth? So um, we got there and it was raining. Because it, that was kind of the theme of this trip was it was raining. And um, there was not a photo pass photographer to be found. So we're doing like the how far can mom's arms go selfie to try and get us all in in front of um, Spaceship Earth. And it's, it turned out my husband actually kind of fell in love with pin collecting while we were there. Oh, wow. Um, He wears a lanyard for his work and he had a pin or two on it. And when he discovered the pins at Disney, he was like, oh, (laughs) so we have this little store in Epcot. And it turned out that there was a photo pass 
kiosk in there. So he said to them, hey, are there any PhotoPass photographers we really want to get our picture taken? And so they were like, okay, so go to the front under the awning and take a look around and you should find, we know they're out there, but since it's raining and they're trying to protect their equipment, they are in a sheltered oh, area. Okay. So we like had, we were like going off trying to find the PhotoPass photographers. Finally did find one, but I, that was a bummer because I got memory maker because yeah. first time yeah. I was going with my whole family. Yeah. And, and it's the best souvenir um, you can get. I mean, think about absolutely. like, think you're, you're trying to do selfies with your arms. My little T-Rex <laughs> arms, I would have been completely out of luck. But that's great advice, Maureen, that, you know, if, if it is a rainy trip, go look for those photographers where they could be, you know, shielding their equipment. Yeah. That's a great tip. Um, if we can, I'd like us to go to Hollywood Studios. I'm so excited to hear about your husband and, and his reaction. So could you just give us maybe, you know, one or two of your favorite memories from that day? Sure. Um, Hollywood Studios was a huge hit. We actually had three days booked there. And so, you know, I, we definitely had the challenges with getting Rise of the Resistance. I didn't get it in the morning uh, of our first day, but, um, and we ended up getting a, a backup boarding group um, in the afternoon, but it was, it was number 138. So I was like, okay, everybody don't get too attached. We're probably not going to get this. And um, to the point where we had left Hollywood Studios, we were in Epcot and I got the text that said that our boarding group, and I was like, we got to go, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my family thinks I'm nuts, but um, I was like, no, really, we got to go. No, really. <laughs> you don't seem to understand. Yes. <laughs> so that was very cool. My, um, my family really liked Rise of the Resistance. And one of the cool things about being in one of the end boarding groups like really being in the last round of boarding groups, there was nobody in there. And so it was really great to be able to like really look at things. And also when Brett and I did it, it was super crowded, super new, and it was very intense. So I have to say for me and also my kids don't always like the like in your face stuff. And so it was good that it was less intense. I think that they enjoyed it more because of that. I think if it had been as intense as when Brett and I were there, might not have been quite as fond of it. My husband thought it was very, very cool. He (laughs) really, really loved it. Really loved it. Now, he got to build a lightsaber. So did my son. And I wasn't with them when they did it, but they... he was overjoyed with the experience. He, it was a lot of money. He said that he felt like it was worth it. He, I will say that he will take his lightsaber out. He will turn all the lights out and I'll just hear the noise. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, honey, what you doing? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, that That's was my hilarious. best lightsaber. Sorry, I like your, I like your lightsaber impression. <laughs> so he really was quite fond of that. And then one of the things that I loved was I got to do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway for the first time, mm-hmm. and um, I really loved that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very sweet and really cool and the technology was really neat you know and once you go on different things you you kind of get a connection between different attractions but i love that sure 
For sure. Now, pivoting to food a little bit, um, do you have any of a couple favorite places or favorite items that you had at the Hollywood Studios Park? So Oga's, I think, is always a place that if you can get into Oga's, you should absolutely go. You know, it's so funny because I got the reservation and it said lunch. And so my husband and my kids were like, oh, we're having lunch here. And I was like, no, no, lunch here is like beverages. We'll go get lunch somewhere else. Mm. But I said, we're going for the atmosphere. And they loved the atmosphere. And they loved the drinks, actually, too. They thought they were really quite, you know, inventive. And my husband in particular really thought... It just was all so well-themed, you know, and that it really felt like it should for being a Star Wars fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, if, cool. if you can impress, if you can impress a Star Wars fan, you've done a good job. So kudos, Disney, again. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> they really did a good job of impressing my husband. My favorite place uh, to eat, and I will say we did, uh, we went heavier on the quick service food this time than we did sure. on the table service, mostly because of my, my daughter um, and some of the things that she prefers to eat. I'll be honest with you, she mostly likes to eat off the kids' menu. And when you're in one of the table service restaurants, you can't do that as easily because she's 15. Whereas if you're doing mobile order, they don't really know who's getting the kids meal. <laughs> and right. So it, The kid at heart's meal. <laughs> but Woody's Lunchbox, I am a massive fan. I think the food there is great. We did get the tachos again, Brett. They, mm-hmm. In fact, my son went back and got them again <laughs> because he thought they were so good. And I thought the mobile ordering was really helpful. And especially at a place like Woody's Lunchbox, if you've ever been there, the lines are off the chart. So mobile order, they were pretty much mostly doing mobile order at certain restaurants. And that was one of them that I really noticed it. My one wish there is I wish they had more seating. And again, it was raining. So I I wish it was maybe covered a little better. We lucked out. There was an umbrella that we were under and we were all like trying to like. (laughs) No, I I love Woody's Lunchbox. That's always my recommendation. So great. So I know our Animal Kingdom experience the last time was the after hours. So it was a special admission that you got, well, you got for both of us because you had an annual pass at that time. So it was a little bit of a bargain. But what was the Animal Kingdom experience like for you this time around? So um, we only went one day to Animal Kingdom. And, you know, I hear this overwhelmingly from people that that park is so hot. And um, my kids being teenagers, I have one that gets up early and I have one that doesn't. So we didn't get into the park quite as early as I would have liked and would have been more conducive to the heat. <laughs> so it was really, really warm when we got into the park. So it, and it, and it was often on raining still. I'll, I'll go right to this, the spoiler for, for you, Brett, is that I did get on Flight of Passage. Oh, it is your favorite, favorite yeah. um, attraction. Yeah. Uh, at Disney World. We also went on Navi River Journey. We tried to go on Kilimanjaro Safaris. It was, it it went down um, a couple times while we were there. There were some weird like power outages and stuff happening. Oh, that's right. At yeah. times. And so 
there'd be this like wave of things that would suddenly just not be available. It was hmm. really strange. Uh, when um, you said that, I had this image that the giraffe was going, I will not have another person come through. I am not camera ready. It's been raining all day. <laughs> Let me speak with my agent, you know. Yeah, I'm like, I, I am get not my agent in here. Yeah, but, but power outages makes a lot more sense than what I came up with in my head. Yes. <laughs> too funny, too funny. But I did a really cool thing. We did a really cool thing that I had never done before. We went to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, which uh, I had never done before. My daughter is a, a budding artist, also loves, really loves animals and things. So I knew about the animation um, lesson that they did at Rafiki's Planet Watch. So um, we went out and decided we'd try that. And she had a blast doing that and just had great fun. And, you know, this is another place where it's like, even though my kids are teenagers, you know, and I know that a lot of times that gets recommended for little kids, my teenagers loved it, you know, and, and thought that it was great. Loved the train ride, loved being out there, loved seeing the stuff with the animals. So that is good. That That was a big hit. Something uh, food related in Animal Kingdom that was, it kept doing this back and forth raining, as I've said, this is where the app was super helpful. We ate at Flame Tree Barbecue, um, and we did that on mobile order, and we did that as soon as we got into the park. But then later on, everybody was super hot and super cranky. You really, I couldn't get a table service. I couldn't find anything. So I went on the app and I looked, and I found Nomad Lounge. And Nomad Lounge is um, connected to Tiffin's. And the wonderful thing about Nomad Lounge is it has an indoor seating and it has an outdoor seating and the indoor seating is air conditioned. And so I went on and I looked and you can get on a wait list for some of these lounges and table service restaurants and things. And they were able to put me into a list within 15 minutes. So I was like, sold. Oh, wow. Yes. um, So we, uh, and we were fairly close. So we just, I booked it and we just started heading there and it was perfect because it got us out of the next rainstorm and um, we got into air conditioning and we were able to sit there and just have snacks and drinks and, you know, kind of refresh, Mm -hmm. um, which really kind of saved the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then made it possible because we went on Nobby River Journey and um, Flight of Passage after we had done that. And the wait times were very long. Like um, the shortest time I had seen up to that point and that day in Animal Kingdom for Flight of Passage was like 105 minutes. That was the shortest. So by the time that we got over there, um, it finally was very near the end of the day for Animal Kingdom, and it was down to 80 minutes. And at that point, my kids decided they'd go back to the hotel, and my husband hopped in line with me. And it was just about 80 minutes. Aww. But we got on Flight of Passage. And it is true love because, Vanessa, I know that you say that motion sickness for mm-hmm. you, you worry about Flight of Passage. My husband has challenges with motion sickness. So he was a little worried. And he, when he got off, I was like, how are you? Are you okay? <laughs> and he said, 
another couple minutes, I probably just put out a problem. <laughs> but I'm okay. <laughs> oh, good good guy for trying though. I yeah. think that's great. Aww. Yeah. Because he knows how much I love that one. Because yeah. he said he said he even looked to the side um just slightly and he mm-hmm. said I just had a huge smile on my face. Aww, <laughs> that is so good. Oh well it sounds like you had a great time and you got to do all of your the attractions that you love there. So we've we visited all the parks. So where are we now, Craig? I would say that, you know, if we want to go through and, and say if there's any more final thoughts or any uh, last minute tips that she would have for people, and then we can bring it on home and wrap it up. So Maureen, any <laughs> final thoughts? I know it's hard to, when, you know, hard to, you know, take a whole vacation and, and wrap it down to final thoughts, but, you know. So or any final they? tips for, for people who are thinking about planning their vacation or planning their vacation with teenagers. So a couple things that I would say is know, know your kids, you know, know your family. If your family, if you have anybody who's not an early riser, they're not magically going to become one when you go to Disney. And uh, at some point, they're, you're all going to get really pooped anyways. You know, sort of adjust your expectations. And, you know, I think it's really easy to think about how much money you paid for the trip and the fact that you're at Disney and be like, we must do this. And you don't, you don't have to, you know, and in some ways that, and this, trust me, I'm talking to myself here because I can definitely feel that way sometimes. But you want to enjoy the experience that you're having, you know? So if, if your kids love those crepes in France, you know, wonderful. <laughs> Let's get another crepe. Yes, um, get a, yeah. Mom's getting in line for you, <laughs> honey. Your crepe will be here momentarily. Um, I would definitely say with teenagers that the pools matter and, uh, and sleeping arrangements matter. You know, I really, we would not have had the same trip if we had not had the separate sleeping arrangements for our kids. So that definitely made a good difference. Another thing that uh, I thought was kind of cool is I did another thing that we had never done. I had never done before. We went and played miniature golf. (laughs) Oh, Fantasia Gardens. It's included, you you know, you get right. And, um, And we went and did that and it was really cool. It was really yeah. fun, you know, and for a miniature golf course. And my husband even said, my God, this might be like the nicest miniature golf <laughs> course I've ever been on. He loved it. <laughs> we loved it. But yeah, you know, it's, it's really, it was eye opening to me to realize it's not that different to travel with teenagers than it is to travel with little kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time anyway, because it's Walt Disney World. So, yeah. And you have to be really flexible. I think that's one of the things that we've really learned throughout this month of having our guests is that, you know, you go in with all these expectations and, you know, and you think about this and you lot, most of the time, everyone, you know, you save for this. So it's, it's a financial commitment. It's a commitment of time. It's a commitment of, of all of these emotions. You want to have the most spectacular vacation. So and, you know, you're real people with, you know, with, it, and there's heat and there's, you know, there's lack of yeah. sleep, 
all of this. So you, so to be, to going in and being flexible and knowing, you know, this isn't going to be the perfect vacation, but we are just going to let it be wonderful. So it sounds like you've done that. So I'm so happy and because of the whole Star Wars thing. Okay. What about the galactic, you know, is that, is that going to be happening? The Star Wars cruise like thing? Is oh, that the... be happening? The you know, the star mm, the sorry I should know these things that they're doing yes you know I mean it sounds well, anyway like well underway but you know I'm like going I'm just thinking you know Kevin will have a return visit so you have to entice him with the <laughs> Star Wars each time you know Kevin have you heard did you can go to you know all well, these different wonderful places so well I will know. tell you he's already told me he would go back oh, oh that's perfect that's, that's yeah great Success. I'm so happy I'm so happy. Oh, so, so that's that was very cool. You yeah. don't know this, but your tip it, it aligns perfectly with what Lou and Donna said. Uh, their tip was because even though I wasn't there, uh, I did get to listen to the episode that was released last week, and it was uh, specifically their tip was to make sure you know what kind of person you are going into this, and maybe what kind of person your children are as well when you're planning all that out. But it's just been such a great time to be able to relive some of this and to hear your passion for the parks and uh, everything else. Is there any final words that you wanted to leave us with here? Well, just thank you. I, I, I really enjoy listening to the three of you and, um, you know, hearing all the different things that you all talk about and, especially for someone who's maybe never been to Disney before. You don't have to be a super planner, but at least I would say, do some research. Don't go (laughs) in there blind. (laughs) But in its podcasts like this, and you know, some some of the other ones that are out there in that, that can be so helpful. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. We we appreciate it uh, for sure. I think you said earlier that it's not uh, amazing, but it's reliable or something like that. I think that that could be our tagline, right? <laughs> we're not amazing, but we're, we're reliable. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're the cosmic rays of podcasting. I could take that. Actually, I Funny. think you're all pretty impressive with some of the people Aww. that you've gotten. Yeah, into. well, this is just us Aww, trying to hype you. ourselves up. But no, truly, if we could get any guest on here, Sunny Eclipse would be it, right? <laughs> yeah. totally. Absolutely. Mr. Eclipse, come over and be on the show. But thank you. It's just been so great. Brett, do you want to say anything to Maureen? Oh. Thanks for bringing her well, on. Thanks for having Thank you. You know, I should thank say, you. actually, Maureen, this is important. Thank you for putting up with Brett. Uh, it's been, you know, Brett and I have only known each other for maybe going on a decade. You've known each other far longer. Um, so truly thank you for, you know, thank you for your service, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> you know what? It's, it, it is, it is my joy and my pleasure to be friends <laughs> with Brett. I, I have loved Brett for a long time. Oh, yes. Well, the feeling's mutual. So, <laughs> oh, well, we, I guess, well, before we leave, we have, we have those questions that, well, we have to ask. Vanessa has a particular question. Do you want to ask that question, Vanessa? Sure. Do you, Maureen, like turkey legs? I, I will be perfectly honest. I do not. <gasps> oh, well, it's been great having why. you. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Yay, that's why this Thank is Thank you. It's <laughs> only fair. Work. See, 
See, honestly, we, you know, okay, we did talk about that before because actually we had, okay, I had to talk to her after her vacation because I had to find out all about it, you know, so I'm like going, I was trying to, I was trying to be a really good actor and pretend like we haven't talked about any of this. So anyway, I think I was successful with that, but, but I, I did not know if she was a Turkey Leg fan or not. I hadn't remembered, but then when she said that she wasn't, I'm like going, that's why we're friends. (laughs) One of the reasons anyway, so. Yeah, yeah that that seems uh, that seems like you were doing some recon on this, and that you already had in the bag what was going to happen here, Brett. So, <laughs> what? I, and I will tell you, uh, after listening to last week's episode, I cannot believe you would waste food like that, sir. I just... I tried to give it to the princesses. They 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 basically went no, thank you. You should have asked I... Marina; she would have taken it. <laughs> That's my gal right there. Know. She wasn't. I don't think Merida was there. What is that? Uh, well, Merida, She's probably up eating her own it. turkey legs. Probably had one was, in each yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> like good. She's going, this yeah. is great. Oh, so, see, there you go. Yeah. Thank you so much, Maureen. It's been such a delight to have you. And uh, if you are listening to our show for the very first time, you can find our Beyond the Mouse podcast, the previous episodes on any podcast app of your choice. Please make sure to subscribe and to rate and review and do all those things that podcasts ask you to do. Uh, if you want to follow Vanessa's new show, what was it? <laughs> Gabbles and Gobbles? Was it? Gobble and gobbles, G- gabble and gobble. Also na- known as beyond the turkey leg, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sure that that will be coming to a podcast feed near you as well. But truly, come and follow us along on the fun uh, in the Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals Facebook group. You can also follow us on Facebook, Beyond the Mouse Podcast, and then also find us on Instagram, Beyond the Mouse Pod, and on Twitter, Beyond Mouse. And this has just been so much fun getting to talk to people about going back into the parks it makes me feel so much uh, that excitement of planning and getting ready to go back there myself i can't wait and you know that once we do we will do episodes all about it and we'll talk of, we'll talk your ear off about it when, <laughs> the next time that all of us plan a trip in fact i don't know brett uh this i believe this episode should be dropping at a particular time right oh Oh, okay. Yes. So by the time this drops, as you say, I will have visited Disneyland and been a part of their 66th anniversary on Saturday, July 17th, 2021. So how's that? And oh, and Avengers Campus. Oh my gosh. So I don't know. Is there going to be a podcast about that? Who knows? I probably we probably will have to talk to you about all of your travels and how many times you've gone to Disney parks and left me behind. So we probably will talk about that. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. I'm Brett. And I'm Maureen. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Hopefully the front row of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, right? Isn't that one of your favorites now? I want to go. Absolutely. I so want to go to that ride. Ugh.